Welcome to the Youth School Podcast, where we believe inside of everybody there is a great story waiting to be discovered and lived. This is the show where we guide you on your journey in discovering what your story could be. It's your life. Don't let anybody else write it. Hey everybody, this is Scott Schimmel, your host for today's episode. I am known as the Chief Guide for the U School. Today we've got super, super duper special guests, Charlie Roos. Charlie not only has been one of my best friends for the past 20 years, but is also a key partner for our work in San Diego. Charlie, welcome to the podcast. Great to be here, Scott, and great to be your friend for 20 years. Thank you. That makes us old, Charlie. That makes us it, old. It does. That makes, that makes us the babies who were born when we met are now the age we were when we met. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So try to tell the listeners what you do professionally and what way has school been a partner to you? Yeah, I, uh, I'm the clinical director at a, a group private practice of therapists uh, called the Soul Care House. That's a bunch of uh, uh, marriage and family therapists and, and licensed clinical counselors. And um, so I help manage that team. I'm also, I also have a practice. I, I meet with clients, couples, individuals for therapy and couples therapy. And, um, and then a, a lot of our partnership is... Uh, a lot of the people I see have been through the U school and have, have worked through that, um, your curriculum. And oftentimes, actually, I would say they have a, a head start into their therapy process because they're already self-aware. They know what they want. They know where they're going. And uh, my job is largely to help them kind of take the next steps in the process that you've already started them on. Well, it's been a meaningful partnership for us because a lot of the times as we're working with someone, especially one-on-one, there are certain issues in their life that are, you know, to use that free that uh, cliche well above our pay grade. It's something that we would recommend. We do recommend, Hey, this looks like something in your life that you need to work with someone professionally who's been trained professionally to walk with you through some of these things. So to have you and the rest of the staff at Sulker house has been huge. It's been a huge, meaningful thing relieves us of the burden of trying to help people in a, in a way that we really don't have the capacity for. So thanks for that. And what we're talking about today, the theme of this month is this idea of helping somebody get a vision for their life. The phrase we use is you're becoming someone, you're becoming somebody, who are you becoming? And we want ultimately for people to get a clear vision of who they're going to be. And it's not as much uh, about a professional role, we really try to help them think about the character of who they are. Is it uh, uh, kind? Is it compassionate? Is it courageous? Mm-hmm. Is it strong? What, what, uh, what would you look like in the future at your best, truest self? And one of the things we've learned in doing that with people, or I, sh- I should say one of my concerns, is that we would help someone actually paint a picture of their future that maybe isn't helpful for them. And so I'm just curious, from your perspective as a therapist, when you, let's say, start meeting with the client, who comes to you, I would imagine because they're stuck in some uh, serious way, maybe in crisis, or maybe just feel like life's not working. Um, where are you ultimately going with them as it relates to their future? Like, What, what are you thinking about uh, in terms of helping them see who they could become? Right, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the model I work in is called uh, organic intelligence. It's a, it's a model of therapy that is all about helping people 
resolve old wounds, old traumas, old family of origin pain uh, to kind of help their nervous systems. That's the part of us that gets all kind of screwed up when we get traumatized or hurt. And so uh, my, what I'm trying to do is, is help bring healing to someone's nervous system, which ultimately means they become more whole, more free and all that. Early in that process, um, we talk a lot about future trajectory and where somebody's going and, and what's their kind of, what motivates them or what do they, what do they want? Because that's a really big resource. That's, that can be a really big part of the healing to know if I've been like traumatized or wounded or if I'm working with an old, like a Navy SEAL or something like that, the idea that like life can go somewhere and be better is, a, is, a, is very hopeful and that's very resiliency building. So just starting with, with that in general is a, is a good idea. Often the first steps of that process are going to be somewhat rudimentary or basic. It might be something as simple as like, I want to marry someone I'm attracted to, or I want to um, go back to school, or I want, or it could be something even like sort of a part of the ego, we might say, like, I want to be in charge of the, the world's biggest company. In the beginning, we don't worry too much about that because a lot of times people who have a lot of trauma, their ego sort of been shattered. And so we need to like build that ego back up, like kind of like a Tony Robbins or something like that, where you'd say like, you are good enough, like you are hmm. awesome, that sort of thing. So that would be like the first step might be like, let's repair the ego if it's been wounded. Um, are you saying that someone might come in and you ask them, what are you trying to get out of this experience? And they say something and you're thinking in your head, nah. That doesn't sound good for you. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Exactly. So someone might say, like, I've always wanted to, like, be able to, um, I've always wanted to be able to, like, I don't know, um, be more confrontational and, like, give someone the finger on the road or, you know, something where you're so sort of like, oh, I, I understand you want to get your power back. I don't know if I would use your power in that way. Like, that might not be good for you or, or I just want to be, like, uh, a very a super attractive person and get in really good shape and and go tanning and all that and it's like what about I, I know I've heard quite a bit maybe especially someone that's young say I just want to be rich or I want to be really exactly. successful yeah so that would be a huge thing now in my mind when I hear somebody who wants has a lot of grandiose thinking like a lot of big ego dreams like that my first thought is this person has a lot of freeze on their nervous system what they want is to get mobilized to do something really big because they feel like they probably can't do much of anything. And so I might go with that fantasy, like, oh, that fantasy would probably feel really good. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this isn't their ultimate trajectory. It's just where they need to feel like they can go for now. So are you, are you trying to steer them in a direction? At some point, are you trying to help them get to a place where what they articulate for what they want, their, their desires in the future, would mesh with how you would see the world? What just happened? <laughs> I got a call. <laughs> Start over with that question. So are you... All right. So are you trying to ultimately get them to um, a particular conclusion about what they want? Are you trying to filter, help them get to a place where, you know, it's not really I want to be rich and famous or successful. Um, I actually want this. Are you, are you steering them in that direction? Eventually, yes. In the beginning, sometimes people, 
like sometimes we kind of need our big ego fantasies as a way of sort of stabilizing us or, or to help us feel better about life. So in the beginning, I might, I might not mess with that. I might be like, sure, like that's great, like become rich. Once they have a little more capacity and they can handle kind of going to that next layer of their development, then I'm gonna, I might start questioning that and saying something like, you know, I wonder if, um, if what you really want is just to feel powerful or if what you really want is just to get a sense that you can do something meaningful with your life. And because you felt so much like immobility, or like you can't, part of that, part of what's happening is you're having these really big fantasies. But I wonder, you know, if, if, if what it would look like to, to just make a meaningful contribution, like would that mm. be enough or something yeah. like that? Yeah, okay. So how do you get someone there? I mean, obviously that goes really deep and you've got your trade secrets you don't want to share with everybody. But what, of course, <laughs> what, how do you get someone from being stuck uh, as they move towards their future to being free towards their future? Yeah, I mean, that is a, uh, that is a, a, there's a whole protocol for that in terms of, um, again, in the kind of organic intelligence training and protocol, but um, a lot of what we need to do is uh, the first, the first thing we want to do is get that person sort of like what I'd call stabilized, like feeling good about where life's going, feeling good about who they are. It is a lot of like building up the ego. Like we want to, we want them to feel, cause a lot of times when people come to see me, they feel bad about themselves. They feel bad about what they've done. They feel bad about where they've been. They feel bad about where they're going or they, they don't have the relationships that are supportive. They don't have a job they enjoy. And so a lot of it is we're starting to get, trying to get life stable and get a sense of the future can be hopeful. Who you are is enough. Mm-hmm. Get you some relationships that are supportive all that sort of stuff. And um, so that would be sort of step one. Once we have that process in place, then what we're going to do is start processing the hard stuff. Like what's, what's happened that's made it so that life doesn't feel supportive or, or like where you don't feel like you can have your best life or be who you fully are. Cause chances are something's, something's happened with military vets. A lot of times that's traumatic experiences in war, hmm. but for a lot of people, that's stuff that's happened in childhood. It could be hmm. injuries, all sorts of stuff that's been really hard on them. Do you encourage that? On, I mean, do you encourage that exploration of the past? Do you like make a timeline sort of thing? How do you, what is the process? Yeah. Sometimes timelines can be helpful where you kind of look through like, let's just, let's just look at kind of, what's the story and or what have been the major events sometimes we just kind of let that organically unfold and that like kind of what's on the surface is um uh might be just the right intensity to process so we don't necessarily want to go too deep into the past because um you know maybe maybe what we need to talk about is how a business failed or something and not talk about that horrible afghanistan military experience like um we want we don't want to get it, it all depends on what the person feels like they can handle. It's almost like working out or something. It's like if someone can really handle 50 pounds, we don't want to try to lift 75. What do you do in this? I, I think one of the things we hear pretty often with youth school is people saying, you know, I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what I want. I don't really know. Um, I don't really know what the future holds. And I think what I sense a lot is um, I don't know. So I'm just going with the flow. <laughs> I, I would imagine those people don't necessarily come into therapy if they're feeling that way, kind of maybe shut down or disengaged. Right. But how do you, 
how do you, how would you help that person? How would you help them get to a place of having desires, seeing a picture of the future? Right. So again, a lot of what you're talking about, when we talk about the nervous system and, and why people stop kind of moving towards the life trajectory that's going to really work for them, we would expect there to be either too much fight energy, too much flight energy, or too much freeze energy. And if someone just doesn't care, if they're like, oh, oh well, that's immobility. That's freeze. That's a feeling of I can't do it. And so what, we would, what I would immediately expect was something happened or some, some things, events happened that put all the, that immobility on their system. But again, the, the beginning part of therapy, we're going to do a lot of like mindful um, processing of what's good about life, where they want things to go, um, who's supportive. Because when someone has a lot of freeze on their system, it means they've been through a lot of intensity. And so what we want to do is help them enjoy non-intensity and help bring their system down so they can start feeling their feelings again and start having clearer thoughts. Um, uh, so, and then somewhere along the line, there might be something like you school, which helps them kind of ask really intentional questions about like, what do you want? And to start dreaming. Cause all that's very supportive. That's going to be very enjoyable and pleasant hopefully and that's also going to help their trauma or healing to kind of have a, a pleasant or a, an enjoyable picture of the future so um we are going to start talking about that and dreaming about that as we also help them sort of unfreeze and come out of that immobility do you recommend mindfulness practices for someone that's let's say non-therapy non-crisis just someone that's growing for sure the biggest one i would recommend is called orienting Orienting is what animals do all the time in the wild when they're looking around, their eyes are, their ears are twitching, they're smelling all the time. Orienting is about coming into your environment through the senses, through the senses. It helps us be present to the here and now. Trauma is all about the past, like something bad happened to me and my biology is still experiencing that in a fight, flight, or freezy way. Getting oriented means I come into the here and now, I look around, I listen, and I, I, I'm really mapping my environment to make sure that I'm safe. It's what other mammals and animals in the wild are doing all the time. We get very disoriented because we're traumatized and then we just keep living in the past. So even just a simple like, look around your environment, notice five things that, that you see that might be enjoyable, listen to all the sounds, hmm. all that stuff. Almost yeah. like going through your five senses. Exactly, going through your five senses for a minute or look, two. Look, smell, taste, etc. listen touch. Hmm. Exactly. Helpful, mindful coming into the environment is very good for the brain and especially the amygdala, which is where all that fight flight energy is stored. Charlie, um, this is deep stuff. <laughs> this is not, we're, we're trying to um, have these episodes be um, uh, full, rich, but also short. And I want to stop us right here because I think this was, this was a lot for someone to process. Um, thank you for giving us a tool too, very practical tool the mindfulness orientation. I'm going to do that today, especially right. as I go play golf this afternoon. I'm Great place to orient. Yeah, I'm going to play mindful golf and see if my score goes up or probably it'll go down. Paying <laughs> <laughs> less attention. But yeah. where, can, where can people get connected with you, find out about you, especially, I think one, if they're local, but two, if someone happens to be listening to this uh, somewhere else in the country, somewhere else in, in the world, uh, how could they connect with you? Yeah, you can, uh, the website of uh, the therapy practice I work at is www.soulcarehouse.com. Uh, you can email me, charlie at soulcarehouse.com. 
And uh, those are probably the two best options, I think. Do you, do people at SoulCare, do they see people uh, who aren't in town? Is that something that's possible? I know there's some apps these days where people can talk with the therapists through video and et cetera. Do you guys do that at all? We do. We've done Skype sessions, Zoom sessions, FaceTime sessions for sure. Cool. Well, we'll make sure to have those in the show notes. People can follow up with Charlie. Charlie is becoming a podcast king, a sensation perhaps. And so you can Google his name and find him on several other podcasts. You get a lot of content. Follow, follow Charlie. Thanks a lot, pal. Thank you. See ya. See ya. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Use Goal Podcast. You can find other episodes like this one, as well as a bunch of other free resources for students, parents, schools, athletes, and veterans on our website, theuseful.com. Remember, it's your story. Don't let anybody else write it.